Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Happy Monday. I hope you guys are doing well today. It is November 7th and I just hope you guys had a great weekend as did I. We toured our new church. For those of you who don't know, I go to Embassy City and God has blessed us with a new church and it is huge. If you guys follow me on Instagram, then you've already seen uh you can go on Embassy City's uh, YouTube channel, which is linked down below, and they have like a little snippet of it in one of the sermons. So super excited about that. But I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys had a beautiful and blessed weekend. Um, I got to serve this weekend also with the youth. So I miss service, but I got to serve. So really enjoying that. So I hope you guys are serving. I hope you guys are reading your Bibles, getting your Bibles just doing exceedingly and abundant things in God and being obedient to whatever he has called you to do. Um, This morning, we're going to be talking about giving ourselves some grace. When we are on the road of being obedient, trying to do what's right, especially if you're a perfectionist, especially if you're like, okay, I'm trying to live my life. It can be exhausting. (laughs) And sometimes you'll fall short of the glory. And so we're going to talk about giving yourself grace, why God wants you to also give yourself grace and how he will show up with us before that and how to pass the tests when you decide to change, when you decide to morph, there will be tests to come uh, and how you pass those and how not to get tripped up. So we'll be reading out of Proverbs today. So I hope you guys are ready. But before we jump into it, let's do our... Prayer, if this is your first time watching, load up in the live stream where you're watching from. We go we go live every weekday from 8 a.m. Eastern to 9 a.m. Eastern. And if you guys want to watch live or watch later, you can always watch on YouTube, Facebook. If you guys want to listen later, say if you can't catch the live stream, you can always listen and tune in on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts. So Let's do our prayer and get into it. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. I pray for strength, grace, abundance, blessings over your people right now in your darling son Jesus name. I pray that everybody's spirit is just lifted. It's Monday. Some people are exhausted. Some people are tired. I pray that you fill their spirit with thanksgiving and gratitude and fill them with energy so that they can do exceedingly and abundant things throughout the week. I pray that anybody that is searching for a church home finds a church home that is Bible-based and will put them on the right path and develop them as kingdom leaders as you have called us to be. I pray for all of our leaders out there, anybody that is either struggling or dealing with anything that you wrap your arms around them and that you download discernment, conviction, wisdom, and and just obedience into their spirit right now. In your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So I hope you guys are well. Excuse me, y'all. Let's go ahead and go to the shout outs. So good morning, Shirley. Oh, she says, Shirley says, I'll have to watch the replay later today. I have an appointment this morning. Have a blessed day, everyone. See you later. Can you all hear me? My mic was unplugged. See, look at the devil. Get behind me, Satan. But thank you for Shirley for tuning in. Good morning, Charnisha. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Nana. Happy Monday. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Diamond. Nana says, I've been gone for a while, but I'm happy to be back in the mor- my morning routine. Well, good morning, Anaya or Naya. Thank you for being here. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Authenticating Beauty. Good morning, Sydney. Yes. How was everybody's weekend? Let me know what you guys have done also. Good morning, Katrina. Hello. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. First time seeing your names. Hello. Thank you for joining us live. Good morning, Talia. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, She Amber. Good morning, Elle. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Melanin Honey. What up, Ms. Demita Joe? Good morning, Simone. Good morning, Valley. Hey. Hey, Ashley Rich Rising. <laughs> Good morning from North Carolina. Thank you for being here, Katrina. I appreciate it. Yes, good morning. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you, uh, Nana, 
Appreciate that. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Mariah. Good morning, Jerome. I said Jerome's in the house. You probably heard that so much. Good morning, Jerome. Yes, we got some North Carolina. Carolina's be coming through for your girl, okay? So good morning to you all. I hope you guys enjoyed the prayer. Uh, good morning, Raven. And as people come in, you guys, make sure you welcome them. Make sure that everybody knows that this is a safe place. I know that sometimes our topics get heavy. I know sometimes we can have a little lighthearted debates. Um, which I I always um, warrant and want your opinions. If there's a verse you know, put it in the comments. If there's something that you have a question about, put it in the comments. If there's something that you're battling with, put it in the comments. We love all interactions as long as it's respectful. And as long as, even though it can't, I don't mind if y'all get off topic a little bit, but as long as it's on topic, it's talking about God, uh, my personal life, y'all, is really... Let's just, I'm going to just put this out here like that because we had a couple people asking last week about my personal life. So I'm just going to say this here and I'm not going to dress it no more. Y'all, I don't have one. <laughs> I go to church. I go to work. I come home. I'm with Zara. Jesus is my boyfriend. So we're going to nip that in the butt. So as long as it, um, and I do have friends, but I don't really hang out as much as I used to. So there it is in a nutshell. So if you want to know about me, that's what it is. Uh, I don't really do much outside of doing what I feel like I'm called to do. So if you guys have questions, that is cool. Just stay on topic if you can. If you can. And if it has anything to do with God or scripture, that's totally fine to go off a little bit. But keep it respectful. Keep it there. And if I ignore folks, Y'all know, y'all already know, my, my morning motivators already know what time it is. But if this is your first time watching, then welcome. Ow. Amen, is that, okay, don't give me the line with the, is it Maryland? Is that in Minnesota? <laughs> Marcy, hey, Marcy, good morning. I'm about to go out, work out real quick. Okay, go ahead, y'all. Period. Do what y'all have to do. Always come back, watch, leave a comment and everything like that. All right. So let's jump into it. So let's talk, talk about giving ourselves grace, right? So I struggle with this and sometimes I had to, I had to, I had to reel myself in and I know a few people that struggle with this, right? But as soon as you decide, like, you know what, Lord, I really want to follow your lead. I really want to give my heart over to you. I really want to do the things that I've been convicted to do, right? When you start changing, when you start attending church, if you attend a good one, you start reading your Bible, you start really spending time with God when you really and you really get to know who God is by reading the Bible. Like, you know, I always say this all the time. Yes, he loves us abundantly, but he's not a fluffy. He's not a fluffy being like society wants people. Uh, <laughs> society wants people. Thank you, Percy, for the super chat. Society wants people to think that God is like, oh, it's okay, whatever. Get to know God for yourself. Read your word, understand who he is, understand how he operates, right? But as soon as you decide to start changing, here comes a lot of like obstacles. Here comes a lot of tests. Here comes a lot of things. And they're in essence traps, right? I don't know. I'm not going to say they're from God. I don't know. Cause I don't, I ain't never read that, that God tests you. Um, I know that he tested a few people in the Bible, right? But I, I don't know who's on the other side of that. I don't know if it's the enemy that's trying to trip you up to be like, ha ha, you know, I don't know. Or I don't know if it's God to be like, all right, are you serious? I don't know. You have to discern what the tests are for yourself. But what I will say the good news is, <laughs> no matter what, uh, if you fail the test, you'll it'll come up again. That's one thing. It's like it's not like you fail and then you're out of the race, you're out of the ring. Jesus is already as long as you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He's already forgiven you for your sins, right? You repent, you keep it moving, you can you can get up again and keep it moving. That's the great thing about having a relationship with God and being a Christian is that no matter how many times you fall, right? No matter how many times you fall, you can be forgiven. And because Jesus already died on the cross for our sins, right? So that's the beautiful thing about being a Christian. Now, I can't tell you about other religions. I don't know. Um, I don't know how their system works. But as a Christian, that is something that's beautiful. Now, you will be held accountable if you know better. But like, again, we we get that grace for, for from forgiveness. So say if you're like, hey, God, I'm going to be celibate. That's why the Bible, the Bible tell you don't promise God nothing. You know, keep your promises 
you know, limited because he knows that we're human. He knows that we may slip up. Right. So I don't really like to promise God a whole lot. I like to just do it and show him that I'm being obedient because when we make promises, we mean well, but we're still human. Right. So say if you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be celibate. I'm not going to, you know, do the deed no more. I'm going to be good, a straight and narrow. I'm going to wait till marriage. And you end up slipping up. The great news is that you get to repent. You get to start over. You get to try again. Right now, it doesn't mean that when you slip up, you just go back to doing your own thing like, oh, this is too hard. So I'm just going to do what I want to do. That ain't how <laughs> that ain't how it works. You know, you go like if you were to fail a regular test in the real world, you would study, you would get, you know, your strength back and you would retake the test and the same thing. So but as soon as you choose or decide to change or you're going to change, tests will start. Right. And I wanted to read something in Proverbs that I thought was very interesting um, that we're going to talk about. And we're still talking about giving ourselves grace. Good morning, Felicia. Oh, Minnesota girl. I don't know nobody from Minnesota. So, hey, <laughs> I said, amen. It's been a long time since I was in the fifth grade. We went over all of those in the fifth grade, but I appreciate it. <laughs> she said, girl, geography. <laughs> MN is Minnesota. Learn something new every day. I don't know everything, y'all. Welcome to Morning Motivation, where your girl does not know everything, but I try hard every day, okay? My uh, Cookie Monster says, my former pastor uh, said, once you fail a test, when it comes back, it is much harder. Hmm. I See, I don't know if that's true. I haven't even paid attention to the like the hardness of the test. I don't know, but you'll have to discern because the great thing about the personal relationship you have with God, right? You'll know, you'll know if you're being tested, if you pay attention, right? If you have discernment, God gave us all common, well, most of us common sense. Most of us were blessed with common sense. And if we use our common sense, we can be like, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. This is a test. And some tests are small. Some tests are big. I will say that you get hit harder every time you fail, right? That's what I will say. I don't know if the test is necessarily harder. Like say if you decide to stop having sex, I don't know that if every time you try, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to, to resist. If you are weeded into the sin, like if you keep sinning, yes, it is harder to come back this way, right? So say if you're like, okay, I'm good. And you've been abstaining for a while and you do it and then you stop and then you do it again and then you stop and then you keep doing it, then yes, it gets harder to get away from sin because you're dabbling in it, right? So I can see on that on that side for sure. Um, but I will say the hand gets slapped harder every time. Like, all right, now I done told you, <laughs> at least from my experience, right? Every time that I've done something that I knew probably wasn't the best thing for me to do, the consequences on the other side for me were a lot harder. Does that make sense? At least that's how I've experienced it. Um, Ashley says, I'm liking this conversation when it comes to tests and temptations. I'm so weak in the knees. It's okay. But that's that the great thing is, is that you recognize that you're weak in that area, right? You pray to God for strength. You pray to God to, to, you know, help you if you're ever presented those obstacles and you try your best because we're, we're, we're a participant of it, right? We don't have to participate. We don't have to open our mouths for gossip. We don't have to put ourselves in positions to slip up. So we have to do our part to not put ourselves in those situations, right? So if you know that that sex is something that is very hard for you to curb, if you know like that is something that is the monkey is on my back, like needing a cigarette or something like that, right? You put yourself in positions where you do not fail. Like if I, if I, if say if I had an issue with carbs, say if cake or carbs were like, I would stay away from the bread aisle. I would ignore the pastry section in the, in the grocery store. The issue that we have as humans is we think that we're stronger than what we are. And the Bible will tell you, don't think you're stronger than you are. You're still human, right? So I had an issue with pastries and, and cakes, but I say, I'm just going to go look. And I take my little cart around the pastries and in the bakery, nine times out of 10, I'm probably going to grab something because I'm going to be like, uh, I can have at least, I can have a little bit of this. You understand? And that's how we slip up. It's removing the temptation altogether, removing ourselves from the situation. Like I told y'all, I did not go to homecoming nor a bachelorette party because I did not want to be in the environment where I would slip up where I would go against what I'm working hard not to do. 
Maybe one day I'll be strong enough to do it. But right now I'm not right. Not to say that I don't trust myself, but I trust myself to I know myself. So to thy own self be true. So don't lie to yourself and be like, oh, he can come over. I, I ain't going to do nothing. I ain't going to give him none. We just going to lay in the bed and cuddle. Can I be can I be grown? That's that whole I'm just going to stick the tip in lies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Morning motivator. Excuse me, grandma, because I know my grandparents watch this. My daddy. We grown though. Lies. Right. So do not lie to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie to yourself and put yourself in situations that you may slip up. Be like, oh, you know what? As much as I like you, you can't. Nope, 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 nope. I'll meet you at the at at over there. I'll meet you at the lobster. Something, you know, to keep yourself away from this. Okay. All right. Awesome. I'm glad you guys are liking it. So I was reading Proverbs 7, right? So anytime I tell you guys, if you are new to reading the Bible, if the Bible, like you don't get it. First, make sure you have the right version for yourself. A lot of people like the New Living. I like the New Living Translation. A lot of people like the New Message Bible. Um, the King James is harder to understand if you're not well-versed in using the King James Version. Like you ain't grow up with it. It's hard to kind of understand. So get yourself a Bible that you understand. I like the New Living Translation. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. But what I was reading, oh, but uh, if you're new to reading the Bible, there's 31 Proverbs. One proverb a day takes you five minutes. And the Proverbs is called the Book of Wisdom. And it was written by Solomon. Solomon was one of the most the most wisest man in the Bible. Right. So what I, I read this today and I was like, oh, this is so on point for what we're talking about. So here, check this out, y'all. <clears throat> it says another warning. And this is for the men. Y'all men, listen up. Because when a man starts, uh, when a man starts trying to do be on a straight and narrow, y'all get tripped up the most with this. Percy says, I was taught God will test your faith and the devil will tempt your faith. Ooh, will tempt your faith. Okay. I ain't heard that one. I like that one. Okay. So it says another warning about immoral women. It says, follow my advice, my son. Always treasure my commands, obey my commands and live. Guard your guard my instructions as you guard your own eyes. Tie them, tie them on your fingers as a reminder. Write them down in your heart. Love wisdom like a sister. So he's this is Solomon talking to men, telling men to be wise. Okay. It says, make insight a beloved member of your family. Let them protect you from an affair with an immoral woman. And yes, you can have an affair when you're not married. From listening to the flattery of a promiscuous woman. While I was in the window of my house, looking through the curtain, I saw a naive young man and one in particular who lacked common sense. Before I go in here, when I read this, I said, oh, thank God you give me a lot of common sense. That's something that we overlook a lot. The fact that we can put two and two together and that we can be like, oh, I see what's going on here. Uh-uh. We take that for granted sometimes, y'all. So always be thankful that you're in your right mind and that you have common sense. <clears throat> so uh, this is Proverbs 7, and this is where 7 starts. Says, I saw a naive young man and one whom... One in particular who lacked common sense. He was crossing the street near a house of an immoral woman. Strolling down the path by her house, it was at twilight in the evening. Now, y'all know how stuff start popping off when the sun go down. That's why some older women will say ain't nothing, ain't nothing open right now, but the legs and the, <laughs> the legs and the devil or however that saying goes. All right. It was at twilight in the evening. As deep darkness fell, the woman approached him seductively dressed and sly of heart. She was the brash, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. She was never, never content to stay at home. All right, men, y'all out there liking these women that's in all up in the streets. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, she is often in the... <laughs> All right, I was on point. Verse 12 says she is often in the streets and the markets soliciting at every corner. The Bible is funny. 
The Bible is funny. We love y'all, our generation, our society, or this generation, this society, love to be in the streets. Y'all listen up. This is hilarious to me. Okay. And I swore I read this. It didn't even put two and two together. Wait, lost my place, lost my place, lost my place. All right. Da, 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 da. All right. She is often in the streets and markets soliciting to at soliciting at every corner. So basically this woman's a prostitute or she's trying to figure out who's going to sleep with her, right? She threw her arms around him and kissed him with a brazen look. She said, I've made, I've just made my peace offerings and fulfilled my vows. You're the one I was looking for. I came, I came out to find you and here you are. My bed is, my bed is spread with beautiful blankets with colored sheets of Egyptian linen. I've perfumed my bed with mirth, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink our uh, let's drink our fill of love until the morning. She trying to get down with the get down. She like, look, my bed is made. I got soft sheets. My my house smells so good. Let's go, let's go drink and make love. Pretty much is what she's saying, right? Let's enjoy each other's carelessness for my husband is not home for my husband is not home remember i warned everybody about sleeping with married folks don't play with nobody's wife do not play men i don't care what she says i don't care what she does i don't care if you don't believe in marriage i don't care if that person ain't lived with his wife and i don't know how long Men don't play about their wives. Ladies, don't let men tell you that that a title doesn't matter or that, oh, being married doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Have you ever met a married man? Play with his wife if you want to. I don't care if he like her, he don't like her, he got a side chick. Play with his wife if you want to. Okay? I have an example in my mind, but I don't know if it's too ghetto to say. Uh <laughs> Play with a man's wife if you want to. Let me know if y'all want me to use the example and I'll use it, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. She said, come, let's drink of our drink our fill of love until the morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses. Excuse me. For my husband is not home. He's away on a long trip. He has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. She laying it on thick. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. He followed her at once and like an oxen going into the slaughter, he was like a stag caught in a trap. Awaiting the arrow would peace would pierce its heart, would pierce its heart, excuse me, like awaiting the arrow that would pierce its heart, he was like a bird flying into a snare little knowing it would cost him his life. So listen to me, my sons. It's a reason why he's talking to men, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your hearts stray away towards her. Don't wander down her wayward path, for she has been the ruin of many, of many, many men have been her victims. Her house her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is the den of death. Could you imagine the den of death? And here's the thing too, what we have to be careful of. God does give us grace, but sometimes our grace may tap out. So we never want to just keep keep tempting. You know, by the grace of God, some of us did don't don't didn't get what we deserve, right? By the grace of God, including myself, I didn't get what I, sh I should have got. But it's really important, especially once we know better, that we try our best to do better. Um, <laughs> going to comment. First says, no, Brittany, we like these home homebody women at least when we get older. Now we want a ghetto, ain't? Now we want to know, ain't no ghetto here. She Amber, you know that's a lie. Okay, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with loving hip hop, right? I don't have cable, so I can only watch the snippets online. I really like. Uh, there's one season that I like; the rest, not so much, right? 
And if you guys know, and this is gossip, so Lord forgive me, it's celebrity news, but um, one of the young men, y'all know, most people know who Safari is. Safari used to date Nicki Minaj. He married Erica Mena. They went through a debacle. He treated her like bad, like really bad, whatever. There was one episode, a little snippet that I saw where she was, she had the opportunity to get like a little, little risque with other people, even though they had been apart, even though he disrespected the crap out of her, even though they're not seeing eye to eye. As soon as she was the one who was able to be out with other people, he came and sat right next to her. Basically, y'all ladies, men are very territorial, sat next to her and was like, nah. No, like y'all, y'all can do whatever y'all ain't touching her. And so the reason why I use that example is it doesn't matter to a man what he has done. His wife is significant to him. So don't let men tell you, ladies, that marriage don't matter, that it's just a piece of paper. Watch married men and their and their wives, not that, you know, girlfriends, eh, but their wives, they do not play about their wives at at all. And if a man is just allowing his wife to do whatever, then that's a that's a different type of man. I, that's not the man I'm talking to. You know what I mean? Um, so just just put that in your back pocket. Men do not play about their wives, no matter what they're doing. No matter if they got, like I said, five concubines, five side girls. He ain't never home. Men do not play about their wives because men are very territorial. They can play with all five of those, but they wife, you can't play. You can't touch it. That was a ghetto example I had. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but um, Nana says, why do you think that some people are only interested in people who are in relationships? Low self-esteem. It's low self-esteem. It's two things, right? One of them is from hurt and pain. Maybe most likely they were in relationships where they were faithful and they were cheated on. So they feel like, well, I don't care as long as I know the truth. Because if you lie to her, then what does it matter when you tell me the truth? And I understand that logic. However, I believe every woman and every man should have enough self-esteem that if whatever parameters they set for their lives, and as Christians, monogamy, right? If you don't believe in monogamy, then I ain't talking to you. But if you believe in monogamy and those are the parameters and the standards that you have set for your life, then you should have enough esteem or we should have enough esteem for ourselves to walk away if our needs are not met. Like if you cannot meet these needs that matter to me, then as much as I love you, I love me more. I got to go. It's not God's best. Right. And a lot of people will settle for this because they think because they know that they're winning. So it's a self-esteem thing. Just like that's why I tell married men all the time or men that are in relationships, don't think that it's a compliment that people are after you now that you're in a relationship. To me, that is the biggest turnoff in the world. As soon as I see a ring, as soon as I know you're in a relationship, you are no longer attractive to, attractive to me. I don't care who you are. You know, I could be like, oh, he's cute. But if you're, it could be a celebrity child. I'd be like, oh, he's taken. So no, I'm good. Everybody doesn't have that same level of self-respect for themselves because why would I want to share? And I know I'm not talking about celebrities. I'm just saying in general, like if I know a guy, I don't care how cute he is. I don't care how much I like him. Women who plot to take other women's men, I feel like that is so insecure because why not just get your own? Why not just say, hey, he's taken. I'm going to respect it and move because not only that, you jack up your own karma. You jack up, you know, God don't bless Ain't no, ain't no God in that. No, God did not. If that is your man and he is in a relationship or you feel like you think that somebody else is your man and he's in a relationship, well, then you stay quiet and you wait until that relationship dissolves. And if it's meant to be, he will be single one day and then you can express yourself. Then you can say how you feel, whatever the case may be. It is not your responsibility while somebody is in a relationship to tell them how you feel and do all. No, 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 no respect because treat we're supposed to treat others as we want to be treated right that's what the bible has called us to do golden the golden rule so if you wouldn't want nobody doing it to you then you don't do it to other people period and then if it's truly meant for you it will be yours you don't have to scheme you don't have to plot you don't have to finesse you don't have to do anything because there's nothing good that can come of something that you had to scheme to get 
I tell people all the time, if you're married, you're married. I don't care if you're separated. I don't care if you ain't been with your husband, wife for years. Just get a divorce. If you want to be single, if you're acting, just get a divorce because it's very hard for God to bless something when you're, it's not in alignment, right? Like sex. I was having a conversation and somebody was like, um, men said how different sex is. Like when a man is a Christian, right? And most men that are Christians, that are true Christians will feel guilty for having sex outside of marriage. Most people do, right? If they're Christians and they're really convicted, they're going to have, they're going to feel away. Um, but they said the difference of being with your wife or your husband when you're married is just, it's free from guilt. You can do whatever you want. You're free from guilt, right? That's because God is blessing that. That is right with God. God can be in the room. He can make it extraordinary, magnificent, all of that. He can put his hand on it because it is in the sanctity of marriage, which he's commanded us to do. That means it can be blessed. Can't nothing be blessed that's sin, right? Even if you're praying, even if you're calling out God's name, God, I ain't, I ain't over there. God does not, God does not peruse in sin. You know, you find a, a drink or some, or some green after you've been looking for it. The devil hears your prayers too. And if devil can keep you in sin and you're an easy target, he's going to make it easy for you. We put a lot of stuff on God that has nothing to do with him. Girl, God told me that's my husband. He married. What? That wasn't God. But if it's of God, then you just wait. You wait. You be single. You go and live your life. And then when that person's free, then you do what you want to do. Then God will reconnect you. Shoot, God reconnected Steve Harvey with his wife after like 13 something years. Steve Harvey was out of one marriage, was married to my, seen his wife. He was like, oh, I'm going to marry you. They didn't see each other for years. And then one day they reconnected and then now they married. So if it's truly of God, you won't have to scheme, plot, deceive, nothing. It will be yours. So. All I'm saying is the reason why people go after other people's, they don't, they don't know the laws of God. And then they don't know, um, they don't know the laws of God. They don't know how God operates and they have low self-esteem. Just saying. Oh, love that. Sincerely, Latasha says, I'm married, best decision ever. Awesome. I love marriages. And I wish that we had way more marriages than I'm seeing baby announcements. And not to say that you're the worst person in the world if you have a baby out of wedlock. I tell y'all that all the time that I am blessed that you know. Um so I'm not judging anybody, but I really wish I would see more marriages pop on my timeline than like I don't understand men's logic cuz I hear this from men more than I hear from women. I think women just go with it because they love the man, even though I think that ladies we got to start setting our standards for ourselves higher. If somebody doesn't want to meet our standards, we have to be okay with being alone. And just walking away or doing whatever you see fit or not giving this man a child. But I hear a lot of men these days say, I'm ready to have a baby, but I'm not willing to be married. When that is the most uncommon sense thing I could ever fathom because you're going to be tied to that person for the rest of your life, no matter what. As long as that, even when the child, God forbid, pass away, you're still tied to that person for the rest of your life, no matter what. So if you're not willing to marry her, why would you give her something? Why would you give her your seed? And then the child gets to be raised in a broken home most of the time. I'm not saying those one-offs where it works out and the mom and dad stay together and your boyfriend and girl. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the ones who the man didn't step up because he wasn't your husband. And you know what happens during pregnancy. And it's very different. When a man is a husband, he's held accountable to a different level mentally spiritually and emotionally and he can require that strength from god to show up emotionally spiritually and he can't leave you he can't leave you when your hormones are all out of whack he can't leave you after you give birth and you're going through postpartum a lot of relationships break up during the pregnancy because men are like oh this is not who i was dating she will not be who you were dating because she's filled with hormones she's creating life her entire body is changing from her nose to her feet her body everything and if a man is not emotionally and mentally mature enough to marry you, ladies, if you have not had a child yet, do not give no man no child. 
do not do it to yourself if you can help it. If the ones who have already done, I ain't, I ain't talking to you, I ain't judging either. I'm just saying I see it time and time again. Now, there are one-offs where people end up getting married and things like that, but it's 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 more of, I don't remember the latter thing. It's more of they break up than stay together. I'll just say that. And then I know more people that are married that are like, I ain't ready for kids yet, so we gonna wait. I see a lot, most of my married friends who do not have children say that. They're like, we ain't ready yet. Well, maybe in a year or two, you know, da, 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 right? And again, I'm not judging any single moms. I'm not judging anyone that's out there that has children. I get it. What I'm saying is to those who do not have children, do not get caught up in, I want you to have my baby, but that man does not want to marry you. Because I personally have seen people's lives be way harder than they have to be just because of that one decision. Just saying. And now you can't stand this man. And every time you go pick up your child, you're being called this man's name and you're not his wife. Because you're no longer your name. When I, I heard this from moms all the time, right? So say I would no longer, say if I had a baby and the man's last name was Johnson, right? And I'm not married. My last name is still Daniel. My baby's last name is Johnson because I choose to give the baby the last name. Tell y'all right now, God forbid, if I ever had a baby and I wasn't married, my child is having my last name because it's my child. Anyways, we're not even gonna go there because that ain't gonna happen to me in the name of Jesus. Um, <laughs> just saying, um, if I go take my child to school, they're gonna be like, Mrs. Johnson. So for the rest of my life, as my child goes to school, I got to, people are gonna think that my last name is Johnson. They're not going to call me Miss Daniel because they don't know who D Daniel does not exist on their paperwork. They know my child is that's that's Brittany Johnson's baby. That's Mama John, you know, Mrs. Johnson's. So ladies, think about that, too. If that does not work out, do you want for the rest of that child being in school, you being called that man's last name? Because just because you love him now while you conceive that child does not mean you're going to love that man in five years. I know too many people that do not make it. I know way more people that make it, that don't make it, than make it. And that's just statistics, but I digress. I'm sorry, y'all. We got way off topic. In the midst of that, for those of you who have made that decision, and that's okay. Give yourself grace. Understand that God is forgiving. And you continue to move on and be the best person and best parent that you can be in your situation. And hopefully, um, you know, the situation is pleasant. You can co-parent well and all of those things. Um. Sincerely, Latasha says, I didn't see a healthy marriage growing up, but if, if it wasn't, if it's what you, uh, if it's what you want, pray for it still. Absolutely. She Amber says, yes, I never stand out. What'd you say, Amber? Okay. My bad, She Amber. My brain. Mr. Mita Joe says, that's all facts. I named my son after his dad and they call me his last name. No lies told. You know, and again, I'm not shaming anyone that's a single mom. Y'all deserve trophies. Okay, trophies. But if you have not had children yet and you are what you want to be married, do not give that man a child. Do not. If he loves you that much, then y'all can either wait to get married or get married. And then you will have his baby. But if women, you set that standard for yourself, the single ladies, the ones that do not have children, set that standard for yourself. No, I'm not conceiving a child from you until you marry me. Then you'll decide, you'll decipher real quick if that's somebody that you should keep in your life or not. And as Christian women, that's what we are called to do in the first place. Okay. So it's not me talking, just talking about the Bible, right? Again, no judgment. I love y'all all. And single moms, again, y'all deserve a whole parade, a whole month off, you know, all of the above. But um, all right, so let's get back to giving yourself grace, right? So as soon as you decide you're going to change, the test starts. So here it comes. So you'd be like, hey, look, I'm I'm changing, I'm not doing this no more. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to to fix. Hold on. Hold on. Let me read this real quick. Marcy says second or third, the point about the baby daddy's last name. I'm still with the baby daddy but just waiting on the ring and the last name. Ha ha. We getting there, girl. Good. And make sure he don't leave. Girl, get him. <laughs> well, I'm glad that worked out for you. That's beautiful. Thank you. I'm so happy. 
Um, I'm super blessed. It doesn't always happen, you know, because some of these men don't understand. You know what I mean? Some of the men don't understand. So I'm glad that you have a man that stuck in there. Go, y'all. It's coming, girl. But put that pressure. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, um, as soon as you decide to start your life over, here comes the test, right? And just because, what did I write down? Just because you said, oh, just because you're saved doesn't mean you'll get tested. You won't get tested, right? So you're like, okay, I, I gave my life to God. I'm, I'm good, y'all. It's an, it's an ongoing journey from the time you just, the, the, from the time you're saved, baptized. You declare Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The tests are going to come. Now, how we deal with those tests are up to us, right? We can give in to them and fail and have to start over. Um, we can see the tests, kind of like with the, the guy that lacked common sense. You know, some of us can see it from a mile away and be like, I ain't falling for that. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> You know, he could have easily Heisman the girl because how you just go let a woman come up out of nowhere, put their arms around you and kiss you. He should have slapped the mug out that girl. Right. But he was naive. Right. A lot of young men just they'll just whatever, you know, and it's OK. I Well, no, it's not OK. But hormones, no discipline, not being taught that that's how they're supposed to be disciplined because men will tell men, just do it. Just go ahead. Just, like people that purchase prostitutes for their kids. It's, it's wild. And y'all know we've heard those stories. Wild. Or the women who sexually molest young men, because that's a, that's a thing too. And the more that men are talking about it, the more I'm just really baffled that there's so many women who have done that to young men. And that is so disturbing. And any young man who's done happened that had that happen to them, I'm so sorry. That is not acceptable. You know, but it does happen where grown women will take advantage of little boys. I don't know what you would get out of that. That is disgusting. But that happens, unfortunately. But then, but like I digress, but there are tests that will come, right? So that test, uh, hold on. Okay. I talked about that. Okay. So as you go through these tests and you fail, possibly, right, or something is going on, or you, you, you fall short of the glory, it is super, super, super important to give yourself grace because God does. And the reason God gives you grace is because you've already claimed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and he's already, he's already laid the ultimate, made the ultimate sacrifice for our salvation, right? He's already went on the cross, brutally beaten to death literally to death, hung from a cross and br brutally beaten to death. And if you've never seen the passion of Christ, or if you never, if you can't fathom that, what that looks like, watch the passion of Christ. I believe it's on Amazon prime just to get a visual of the torture of the, just what he went through in those final days for our sins. Right? So we get that grace of forgiveness. We get that grace of of being able to start over. Cause back in the day, God used to just turn your, his back on you. Like if you read the Bible, especially like in Joshua, after the Israelites came out of Egypt and stuff, there were times where God turned his back on him. God destroyed the entire world at one point. Cause he was so fed up with, with, with humans and their sin. Right. But now because we are, we, we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior. We have an out. We have a, a save me card at all turn. Right. And again, it's not a it's not a get out of jail free card that you get to keep that every time you get to like dabble in sin and then come back and then dabble in sin and come back. It's going to happen possibly. Right. But it's for us to do our absolute best. And he's going to examine he's going to examine our hearts to make sure it's genuine and sincere. But if you fall short, if something happens, if you slip up, if you do. Do it out of whatever the case may be. He will still forgive you for your sins because we are followers of Jesus Christ and he's already paid the ultimate sacrifice. So I heard uh, one of our ministers at church say, you and God are good. You know, stop carrying around the guilt. Stop carrying around the shame. There is no shame or no guilt when you're a Christian because you've already been forgiven. You just have to ask for forgiveness. You have to do the, you know, the steps, ask for forgiveness, Lord. I repent of my sins. I'm so sorry. Please examine my heart. Please help me change in this area. This area is, I'm really struggling in this area. 
Please give me the strength, the wisdom, the discernment, the common sense that when I see the test, I can pass the test. You know, ask him for what you can't buy. Those are miracles, right? Ask him for downloading the discernment, the wisdom, the, the dis, you know, discernment is, is, is big because discernment is the common sense to be like, aha, I see what's going on here. No, you can't come over. No. Oh, when you having those phone conversations while you dating, oh, you're not a Christian. All right. All right. It was great. It was nice meeting you. You know. Um, okay, I'm going to get to your comments. Give me one second. But make sure that you understand that about your relationship with God through Jesus Christ is that you can't you're forgiven. Once you ask for forgiveness, you're forgiven. So we we when we're when we're doing this, give yourself grace. Don't 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 fall short. Ask for forgiveness. And then you're beating yourself up. And then you're like, dang, I'm never going to get this right. I'm never. It is a journey, y'all. It is a journey. It takes time. That's why he gives us grace. And he's patient. God is patient. God's time don't work on our time. We be wanting everything in a year, six months. Oh, by the end of 2022, I'm going to have a million dollars. God don't operate like we operate. Right. We want everything now, quick, fast, in a hurry. God will have a generational plan. God plans for generations. So he's very patient. So we have to give ourselves grace. And he knows, he knows the before, the beginning, the after, he's the alpha and the omega. He knows everything. He knows if you're going to get on the straight and narrow and he knows when you're not. So if you are genuinely in your heart trying to change, do not waste time beating yourself up. Do not bear a cross that was already bared for you. You got to lay it at his feet, repent, say you're sorry, say my bad God, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying. And you just continue to do good. You continue to turn away from sin or anything that's plaguing you and you will move forward. And you and God are good. You're square. You don't, it, it ain't, God don't like tally. He ain't tallying like, oh, all right, that's three sins this week. Are right, you pushing it? Like he don't, he don't keep records and stuff like that. You know, y'all are good. Y'all are straight. So let go of any guilt, let go of any pain, any shame, any, no, no matter what you've done, as long as you genuinely repent, as long as you genuinely are trying to change and, and, and morph into the new you, it does not matter. God loves you so much, especially the ones that turn to him, that know him and, and, and will ride for him. Right now, if we up here serving other gods. If we're believing in other things, other deities, if we're tapping into other spiritual dimensions, that's serving somebody else. You know, like Joshua said, Joshua, but me and mine going to serve the Lord. So y'all, he said this to the, to the people of Israel. He was like, look, y'all can go ahead and keep serving y'all gods if y'all want to. But for me and mine, we're going to serve the Lord. So you just have to make a decision for yourself. Y'all I threw away my tarot cards, crystals, all of that stuff is gone. And I used to dabble. And no, I didn't think it was demonic or anything like that. I'm not saying you're demonic. But what God wants us to do is put all our faith in him and nothing else. Nothing else. You know, we have everything that we need in God. Through Jesus Christ, you do not need any any other deities, gods, spirits, nothing. You don't need to go through anything to get to God. You already got that. You got a, a direct line. And he answers. He's omnipresent. He can answer. We can all call him at the same time. And he's going to pick up the phone for everybody. He's always there. Always there. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. If you've known me, if you've followed me for a long time, I did. And they're gone. I don't do none of that no more. Because then you're, then the, the, the issue is you're leaning on something other than God. You're putting your faith into something other than God. And all it is, is a, um, and I haven't had him for a long time, but all it is, is you don't have, your faith isn't strong enough. So we, you depend on other things, right? You don't think God's going to come through for you or you got to peek behind the curtain to see what's going to happen next. It's a, it's a control thing. But when you relinquish control and you lay it at his feet and you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and get to know God and what he wants you to do by reading. I told y'all I'm not perfect, y'all. Everybody falls short. Everybody falls short of the glory. And I repented, asked for forgiveness, and I'm moving on. And I'm not ashamed of it. That's why I can talk about it. 
Y'all have done a lot in my life. I'm not perfect. Y'all don't think that I'm sitting here cute, pretty looking on this camera that I have not. I have a past. I am not holier than thou. I'm still working on things. I've, I've, oh, God, I've changed so much. <laughs> and for those of you who know me, you know me, I've changed so much. So I know if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. And am I perfect? No. Do I do every single thing that I want to do? No. But I, there's a lot that I don't do anymore. There is a lot that I don't do anymore. And God has worked his way into my heart and in my life and on a whole nother path. Have I known God this whole time? Absolutely. I was, for those of you who knew, I was saved at 10 or nine or 10 years old, grew up in church. I knew the Bible, had the Bible, had this Bible for over 10 years. That's why it's all raggedy and daggedy. I wrote this to myself. I bought this for myself. Because some of y'all are new here. So let's just break it down real quick. For some of y'all like, oh my God, you did what? <laughs> I wrote this to myself July 30th, 2010 is when I bought it. Building a better relationship, see, from to herself. So me and God have always had a relationship. But when you're a Christian, it's deeper than a relationship. Relationship is the first step. You have to have a relationship with God. He don't want you to just read and never talk to him, never, never, you know, really get to know him. This is religion, then there's a relationship. So I always had a relationship with God, but adding the religion has made my relationship so much better because now I know how God operates and not just, he ain't just a genie. He's not just here to just, you know, every time you pray, Lord, I need a new car. Boom, it's right there. Oh, Lord, I need this. Boom, it's right there. He'll do those things, but that's not his purpose in our lives. You know, my relationship was real was a little surface at one point, not going to lie to you. You know, only tapped in when I needed something, only tapped in when I was down, only tapped in. We're supposed to tap in all the time. Just like I talk to y'all every day, I'm supposed to talk to God every day. You know, just like you call your best friends every day, you're supposed to call God every day. Just like you eat every day, you're supposed to eat some of your word every day. You know, even if it's a little bit, it's a little bit. Um, And get to know God and know how he operates and know what he wants for your life. Um, all right, let me go back and read some of your comments. Some of y'all was like, what? <laughs> um, she Amber says, I just saw that I type. I was saying I never understood the, the logic for men. The reason why men's logic sometimes are the way they are with women is because they've been societally told that that's okay. If other, if older men told men that, Hey, you shouldn't sleep around. Hey, your body is just as sacred hey, you shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z, then their standard would be different. But because of society, you're going to adapt to whatever you're told and what your norms are. You know, if you're told it's okay to have thir three girlfriends, you're going to think that that's okay. If you're told that it's okay to lie to women, it's okay to sleep around, there's no standard, you should just, as many women as you can get, get, then that's what you're going to believe. Um, when it's not true, it's far from the truth. Okay, I read that one. Thank you, Marcy. Uh, Diamond says, I just read the story of Samson and it is similar. He weak, his weakness was women and kept telling them how to defend him. Mm. Yeah, he fell short with that one. Uh, Marcy says, yes, kind of off topic, but any videos, Rex, on learning about God, obviously read. Um. She said the Bible, but any videos mentioned, um, there's actually a couple on Amazon. Amazon has like a really interesting, like, um, documentary series about God and about like the history of stuff. Like there was really, there was one really, really good one about the ark that I was extremely impressed about. And it made me think about the ark very differently. I can't think of the, the ones off the top of my head. There are documentaries with Morgan Freeman, who's going back to like Egypt and all of these biblical places like Israel. And there's like documentaries about God and things like that and what people believe. And you get to get, get to like the gut of certain passages in the Bible. So those are really, really good. If you have time, if you just want to watch and just see, but also understand that those are man-made and when you watch those videos, a lot of that context isn't in the Bible. So take that context with a grain of salt because God did not say those things. 
but it it really does make a lot of sense. I'll just say, especially the one about um, Noah and the ark and why God destroyed the earth, because God, they kind of skim over it a little bit, just saying how people were uh, decept, they were praising deities and things like that. But like visually seeing it was different. I was like, oh, wow, they was walling out. You know what I mean? So there's a whole, there's a lot of series on, um, on what is it called? Amazon Prime. Hope that helps. Thank you for the cross. Amen. Come on. Uh, call Bella Slay. Hey, girl. I said call. Sella Bella Slay. Good morning, Tanisha. Thank you. Yes. Amen. Thank God for his grace, child. Marcy says, but low key, high key. <laughs> I be repenting and feeling the uh, consequences of the Lord, and I'm always prepared for them, but fear. God fearing women, but it helps my sinning, my sinning, knowing I'm getting punished in some ways. But you know what, though? Here's the thing. Jesus already took our punishment. And a lot of times we'll sit there and punish ourselves thinking that's not our job. Nowhere in the Bible does God tell us to punish ourselves. It's already it's already restricting enough to follow the commands of God, right? Especially in the world. There's so many things that we're commanded not to do. That's a struggle enough. Don't overburden yourself with, don't overburden yourself with, I have to be punished. Because if you ask for forgiveness, Jesus Christ already died on the cross for all of our sins. He took, he made the ultimate sacrifice, right? It's the repenting of the, of the, like acknowledging like, Lord, I messed up. I, I did something wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm going to, I want to change. Please help me change. He knows your heart. So now are there consequences to our actions in life because of what we do? Yes. Like if I speed and I get into a car accident, that's not God punishing me. That's because I was doing it. So that's one thing that we don't want to do. And if you guys have to go to work, I love you. Have a beautiful, blessed day. What we don't want to do is not take accountability that this happened because of me, not because God was punishing me. Does that make sense? Like a lot of times we put everything on God. God ain't got nothing to do with everything, right? Like people, I'll just say this. And and I don't want to offend anybody. I'm not trying to. I had this I had this revelation in the car when I was going to church. But you know how people will be like if God wanted it to happen, it wouldn't have happened or it would have happened or like they, they put their mistake on God. So say for instance, I had sex out of wedlock and I got pregnant and I had a baby. A lot of people will say, if God didn't want me to have this baby, the baby wouldn't have been here. Now I'm not God, so I'm not speaking for God, but we never say if I wouldn't have done X, Y, and Z, I wouldn't have gotten pregnant. Does that make sense? And yes, I understand why people, babies are blessing, all of that stuff, but there's turmoil that comes some sometimes on the other side of that if the household isn't cohesive and isn't on the same page, isn't stable, this, there's child support, there's arguments, baby daddy issues, this person did it, it's, it's a whole lot of chaos that comes out of that. But people always like to say, well, God allowed it to happen, so it's okay. And it's like, well... There's always consequences for my actions. Like, for instance, if I cuss Marcy out and Marcy slaps the mess out of me, right, that's not because God told her to slap me. It's because I cussed Marcy out. So my actions, there's all, there, it's, it's, it's law. There's an action. There's a reaction, right? Karma, you do unto others as you want done unto you. It's just law. But what happens is, is we like to make excuses so we can feel better about ourselves and not hold ourselves accountable for the things that we've caused. So we put them on God. Well, if God didn't want it, then, you know, or if God would have wanted me to do this and if God would have, no, you're single because of maybe you weren't ready. Maybe you had to work through some stuff. Maybe you messed up some relationships. You don't have a car because you didn't treat the other car good. You didn't, I'm, you're broke because you didn't save your money. You didn't learn how to manage your money. Everything is not on God. And people like to hold their hands up from their own personal accountability and say, well, God did it. Maybe, maybe not. 
That's all I'm going to say about that. Does that make sense? Um, but don't don't beat yourself up or or punish yourself for that. Um, Vesta says, you had tarot cards and crystals. Yes, you must not have been around a long time. But yes, I did. I do not anymore. They're all gone. Um, Mark says, oh, no, I use my tarot cards to speak with God. I know it's insane, but okay, you keep talking. Maybe I'll look. I'm not judging you. Look at what the Bible says about um, quote unquote, because tarot cards will fall under witchcraft because it's really anything that's outside of that. But you don't need that to talk to God, though. And then at the same time, too, Marcy, and I'm not judging you. I've been there. Hey, good morning, Daddy. Um, I've been there too. I'm not judging you at all. But the thing is, you don't need anything to talk to God. God will give you vision. God will give you direction. God will give you, he doesn't need a, a second item to make, to talk to. And, you, and then also you don't know who's on the other side of that. That's the reason why he wants us to stay away from it is because you, you don't know what spirit is on the other side of that. It could be a good spirit. It could be a bad spirit. We do, you don't know, right? We don't, we don't, we can't see into that world. So, and then you never know what you're inviting into your life, your family's life, your baby. You just don't know. And I, there's a whole verse. Um, if somebody knows it, go ahead and put in the comments. There's a whole scripture that talks about staying away from stuff like that because you don't need anything to talk to God. All you got to do is talk to him. And if it doesn't seem like he's, he's talking back, keep working on that relationship. Keep working on it. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep uh, being in your word, God will talk to you through people. He'll talk to you through scripture. He'll talk to you through songs. He'll, he knows how to get to you, but maybe we can't hear him because we're using other devices to get to, to get to him. Does that make sense? So you don't need any of those things. And again, I'm not judging you. I understand I've been there. I used to have them, but you don't need anything to talk to God. You got a direct line. You can be like, Hey God, I need to, I need you real quick. Can we talk? <laughs> Vester says, I was the same way. I think it's a trend as well, but we all need, all we need is God. Absolutely. And what it is, is it's easy access and there's so much information. There's so much information out there. Way more, there's way more information on how to do tarot on people, random people on, I scrolled TikTok one time and just seen random people talking to people with their tarot cards. And I was like, you, why are you getting advice from this person? Why are you listening to anything this person? And it's crazy how as humans, we will listen to other human beings with the same level of understanding and physical being and limitations as us. And we won't just talk to God. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to a random person on TikTok. Not talking about y'all. I'm just saying in general, because I was like, this person has like thousands of people on here. People will listen to random people on TikTok, read, read random cards and, and expect them to know exactly what they're going through. It's interesting the way we think as human beings. Marjorie says, amen, Brick. God wants us to trust him and have faith in him. We don't need crystal sage to, for, to figure it out. That's absolutely true. And get you some oil, though. <laughs> don't forget to hit the like button. Yes, you guys, please hit the like button and the bell. We go live each and every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Bible Project on YouTube, it breaks down each story of the Bible. Always remember, um, always remember what... Always research who made it, who made the content, though. Everything we watch don't always be, you know, I watched the whole thing about Ishmael and it was not what the Bible said. So make sure you guys um, know about that. Do you use sage or did you ever? I went back to blessing oil because that's in the Bible. Yes, yeah, same. So I thought it was OK. I was like, oh, what's up? Sage gets away, evil spirits and all that. Um, and I learned recently that, no, it's not. I don't know what the context is. I have to do my research and it's okay. You guys to be like, okay, when somebody says something isn't in the Bible or somebody's like, Hey, we don't, you know, as Christians, we don't believe in that. We don't do it. Just do your research. Right? Like I have to go do my research on why we don't use it. I didn't think it was anything bad because I was like, okay, it removes spirits, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the Bible uses oil and then just prayer. Um, because I mentioned that and somebody looked at me like, girl, we don't do that. And I was like, why not? So um, anytime you're challenged or whatever, ask for some references like you guys are doing, ask and just do your own research. So, you know, what you're doing is right in alignment with God, but no, I do not use that anymore. Bye Brandy. Um, 
I've been around, but I missed those videos you mentioned. Yeah. I don't not use those anymore. Um, girl, I feel like a less spiritual baby Brittany Daniel. <laughs> Sounds like we have a lot of commonalities. And it's okay. Like every this is what this is what grace is for. This is why God gives us grace and tells us if we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that He will be patient with you while you work these things out, right? It's not a you doing that, you going to hell. It's not like that. But once you know better, you have to do better. So once you research and you read the scripture that tells us we're not supposed to do that, now it's up to you whether you're going to continue or you're going to turn away from it. But that's up to you, your path and your journey with God. But we are, once we get information, we're held accountable for our actions. I agree with you, Britt. We don't need account uh, to be, we do need to be accountable for our actions. Absolutely. And we're going to be. The Bible tells us once you know something, once you're no longer ignorant to something, you're held accountable to what you know. But the difference between me just saying it is you opening up the Bible going, what does God say? Always, always, no matter what I say, no matter what somebody on TikTok, YouTube, nobody, you always yourself go, what does God say about this? And you go read it for yourself because people will tell you a scripture. They won't tell you what's before it. They won't tell you after. Like men love to throw out the submission verse, right? They be like, men got to sit, women got to submit to their husbands, but they don't go further. And husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. So that's why you guys always have to read it for yourselves, okay? Always, always, always. But just because you're holding yourself accountable does not mean you you carry around the burden that Jesus Christ has already died for your sins, right? Um, she Amber says, oh, yes, through people, I get that a lot of and, and of dreams. Yep. If you're tapped in, especially if you if you can see things, that's not psychic. That's a prophet. Right. So knowing God, knowing spiritual gifts and tapping in, you, you're probably more powerful than you think. Mr. Media J says, I miss me Joe says, I pray all the time, but I was bust out of the whole convo with God in a minute. Hey, it's on your heart. I feel like as Christians, we can't have a conversation where God don't get intertwined. Somebody be like, girl, did it? You be like, God is going to make a way, you know, you're going to bust out of it. That's just you going, you're going to. Thanks for praying for me and I am feeling the prayers. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you're working. God is working through us all. Love y'all. I'm about to get out of here. It's the last comment. Vester says, has your daily routine changed since your new Christian walk? My Christian walk is just advanced. The only difference is I read my Bible dang there every morning. Am I perfect? No. Do I get it every single morning? No. And I go to church way more. <laughs> I'm in church all the time. Like Wednesday, Sunday, anytime we have an event, anytime that there's like extra stuff, I'm in church just way more. And um, I read my Bible most mornings, but and morning motivation has changed. But that's pretty much it. Everything else has stayed the same, except for like I don't go out and drink like I used to. There are certain things I just don't do. I no longer participate in fornication, you know, little things like that. But I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have a beautiful, blessed day. Keep God first. Keep praying. I love you. God loves you. And there's nothing that he will not forgive you for if you confess and, and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Okay? I love y'all. I hope you guys have a beautiful, 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 blessed day. And keep praying and keep having faith. Love y'all.